Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome back to Be A Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Well, welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Angie, and I am an above knee amputee, and I am so excited to be here. I love my Wednesdays, or should I say the week before my Wednesdays, when I start compiling ideas and thoughts of what I really want to talk to you about each week. And I have to tell you, the, <laughs> this world that I'm in may be different than yours, but with being a mom of two college-age boys, um, and a husband working and home and traveling and two dogs, a horse. We're just, I'm all over the place. It's like all over the board. And this week, of course, is no different. So you have to know that this last week was amazing. It was a phenomenal time. We celebrated my oldest's 21st birthday. And, you know, we're not big drinkers at all, but we decided to take our guys and go on a trip and we enjoyed a 21st birthday with our son, which was a blast knowing that we were celebrating him someplace new, knowing that he was in a safe place with us. And But it's still weird. It's, it, I don't know what it is. It's still so weird to have a drink with your kids. And so um, it, was, it was a good time. We made some really great memories and uh, enjoyed some fine weather but I am back. And of course, coming back home means a plethora of things besides being the mom who gets the laundry done and gets things picked up around the house after traveling. Um, I also wanted to get back to see my horse because I missed her while I was gone. And so if, you, if you've seen any of my videos from the past on Instagram or on, on YouTube here, um, I a year ago decided, darn it, I was going to have bees and I wanted honey. And of course, everything you think that's going to be a piece of cake, you got to just get past fear and then everything else comes into place and you have honey is wrong. It is so wrong. And quite frankly, I didn't even realize that you had to have food for your bees. Now I knew at the beginning you did, but unfortunately we had gone last summer on a two week trip. It was a very long trip. We don't normally do two week trips. <laughs> and I didn't think to have someone go and feed my bees while I was gone and came back to um, some bees that were a little jaded. And basically, even though I fed the ones that remained another week later and they all left me, it's very sad to know that you can't even keep like 10,000 bees happy with all the flowers and everything around our area they didn't even want to be with me. So that was kind of sad. And so when I talked to our local bee guy, he told me that um, I had to now wait, now that it was fall last year, I had to wait because if we tried to get bees during the fall winter here in Arizona, that I would probably be completely out of luck. So I waited and then I thought, well, you know, it's kind of nice not having that on my plate because I have to, you know, get boots on and I got to get my bee outfit on and the gloves and the smoker ready and and then me walking down all the stairs and out into the wash watching for snakes and scorpions and tarantulas and stuff and not to mention bobcats and coyotes and javelina just to get to my beehive um I thought this is kind of nice having a break 
And so that's where I kind of left it for a while. And I don't know what it was about the last couple weeks, but I decided that I really wanted to try again, but I was not spending the money to buy. And yes, I did. I spent money to have bees shipped to me. And, um, that's, that's, that was an eye opener because our mail goes to our post office <laughs> and I wasn't sure how it was going to come. I, it came completely open in like a screened box. So my post office was like uh, calling me like three times that day. Can you please come to the post office? We have a package here we'd like you to pick up. Okay, it's getting later in the day. I don't know if you haven't gotten the message. Could you come pick up your package? Okay, you have bees here. Can you please come pick up your bees? (laughs) And to go in there, and I wasn't even sure if we could have them here, I get this huge box of like, I don't know how many bees are in there, like 10,000 bees buzzing around. And I, the post office workers were like, so you're the bee person. So, you know, got through all that craziness. Well, this year, I decided instead of wasting the money on bees that were going to leave me anyways, I would just try to catch my own around the area. And yes, you can. Um, I got a box from our local honey guy. And you put a little bit of lemongrass oil inside the box. And the box has a little hole at the bottom, the size of a quarter. And it's you hang it up in a tree near your where your hive is, and you just wait. <laughs> so I watched and watched and watched, and I saw a couple bees here and there. Nothing really exciting. I was told to look for the swarm. And if you've ever seen a swarm, like up in a tree, it looks like a big ball of bees just hanging on each other, almost like a drip coming out of the tree. That's what I was looking for, because I had seen pictures. I watched some videos to know what I was expecting. Never saw it. So yesterday, no, Sunday, I um, I decided, well, I'm just going to go. The guy told me, yeah, if you don't have a swarm, just open it up, dump them out, put the top back on the box, and just put it in your garage for a week so that those bees move on, and you can re-put it back out for a bigger swarm. That's what I was expecting. Got my hat on, my zipped up my suit, didn't even put the boots on, didn't put high socks on, so my ankle was exposed, and I'm an amputee, so the other side didn't matter. Got my gloves on and went over to do it. My husband <laughs> my husband videotaped, and um, I couldn't even open the lid. It was so heavy. And I'm like, okay, so I started trying to take it down. And all of a sudden, bees upon bees started coming out and swarming around me. And I'm like, okay, this got real really, really fast. What am I going to do? Got it down. Had to carry it through. Okay, as an amputee, on uneven surfaces, down into a wash, up out of a wash, watching for rattlesnakes because we are rattlesnake season right now. It's going dusk. And I'm trying to get around cactus. And every bush here has some sort of prickly thing that wants to attack your suit and go in and you know I was pulling thorns out of my leg even though I had this big suit on get over to my hive where I was going to put the bees opened it up and there was it was a huge swarm and huge amounts of honeycomb and huge amounts more than huge amounts of four I think slats of comb with baby bees coming out of it 
So all of a sudden I'm like, okay, so this got real. You're going to use it. You're going to let us do what happens. And I did the best I could. And now for the last couple of days, I've been using my binoculars and going over to my bedroom window and I can see it from there. It's way off in the wash. And the bees are now going in and out of the little door at the bottom of their hive. So I'm very excited. But then I just added something else to my plate. So now I got to take care of them. And yes, I have to feed them. You literally have to feed them depending on how big the hive is and how much they need to eat and how hot it is here and what they're lacking you need to like fill that like almost weekly with like a gallon of one-to-one sugar water ratio and that means going down there in your suit taking off the two lids and refilling their in i have an in in hive box like feeder for them so that is the craziness that i call my life right now and um i just thought today i wanted to get on and not regale you with honeybee information, but that is kind of funny. Um, if you didn't see my video on it, I did post it because there was times where my one kid took a pictures from out, just outside our bedroom window. And I'm just like giving him the goofy thumbs up and everything because, you know, nothing was stinging me, which was great. And they're swarming around. But I tell you what, I was so sweaty, like stress sweating and working so hard not to tip over and fall into a cactus or get distracted by the bees that, it, you know, it took everything in my power to be focused and balanced. And so that is not the reason why I came on and made this podcast today. But I do want to talk to you about something that we've been talking about. I've had several women talking to me about it. We've I've had some people DM me about this. I see it coming up in different threads on different sites. And that is the idea of friendships. And I thought, you know what, that is a really, really great topic. Because what we notice, and if you're listening, my guess is you're probably an amputee or you might be going through some struggles in life. And I hope I can bring some peace, some positivity, and some advice to help you hurdle things. By no means am I perfect in everything I've done, how I get through things. I'm not always smiling but I would say 90 some percent of the time I am happy, smiling, and feel completely loved, blessed, and supported. And so how could I not share that with you? Because I want everyone to feel that way because it's just not fair to keep it to myself. So that's why I come on here. And so just to dispel the myth that everything is hunky-dory perfect all the time for me, it's not. I'm a human being and I have my issues. I have my temper tantrums and I have my emotions. And sometimes they get the better of me. And if I'm tired, I can get cranky. Or like today, I had to go to my prosthetist office because I beat the crap out of my leg all the time with hiking and walking and lifting and all that other stuff that I had to go and have him get rid of some literally scuffing that had happened at the top of my prosthetic on the backside on the soft part. But it was digging into me and causing a major raw spot to go back and forth. I couldn't even walk in it by the time yesterday was done. The end of the day, I couldn't wait to get it off and it was just raw. And then, you know, you get in the shower and you're like, oh my God, the hot water burns. So I went to see him today and we started talking about all this stuff too, about the friendships and stuff. But, you know, when you go through a medical issue or a hard time in your life, you can A, sometimes feel like you've been deserted, left alone, um, or that you're on your own and no one's there for you. Sometimes it's real, it's true, and sometimes it's perceived. Um, 
when we get into a place of despair or anger, frustration, or a letdown, feeling defeated, we tend to see everything negatively, right? Like we don't see the silver lining because if we did, then no one would be grumpy or sad or, or anything. We'd see the silver lining, but that's not how it goes right off the bat. And when that happens, we um, as individuals have different ways that we can react to um, roadblocks. Now, this is important because this could range from anything from a college student struggling to survive, you know, and getting the grades to go back and repeat and do the same thing and graduate to um, an elderly person who now all of a sudden is diagnosed with, you know, ALS or, you know, MS or dementia or Parkinson's. It, It doesn't matter. It can run the gamut on who this can relate to. But what ends up happening is this. We have something that hits us, blindsides us, and knocks us to our knees. And then we have to make a decision. And we all have been there. And we all may be going through that right now. I may be talking to the one person listening who feels like they've been dropped to their knees based on what has happened in their life right now. And it could be financial, it could be emotional, it could be physical. Doesn't matter. The question is, What do you do when that moment arises? So if you are in that place right now, what are you doing? What is your way of handling this roadblock? What do you want your life to look like? You have a choice at this moment. There's a juncture here and this can take you in two different ways. And I'll explain to you what this has to do with friendships. You get knocked to your knees. You don't know what to do. It's okay to take time to figure things out. Don't dwell there. Don't be negative and pessimistic because we all go through it. And it's hard for some people to see you that way because you might be the stronghold in the house or in your relationships or at your office. And so people have a hard time dealing with that, right? So they don't know what to do when you're down. You can't fake your way through it. Sometimes it's just boom and everything blows up in your face and you have to address it. And yes, sometimes addressing it means you blow up. Sometimes in the direction where people are hit with your shrapnel and that's not pretty, it's not nice, but it happens. If you have really good people around you and you can come to your senses and be like, Dude, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. You will you will survive that relationship uh, roadblock and that that what could have been disastrous. But the problem is when you make a choice to dwell in the negative, to to see your life as pitiful or not up to par with someone that's just like you or so similar to you or going through the same situations as you. And when I say that, let's say we're talking about amputees here. There is a lot of people my age that I am meeting right now that are going through amputation. The problem is there's above knee, there's below knee. There are people that lose their upper limbs. They might just lose um, um, appendages like fingers or toes but it's all still a loss. But the problem is it's different for everybody. Even if I line up 10 above knee amputees like myself, my age, my gender, 
and my amputation, none of us are going to have the same journey. None of us. None of us are going to have the same pain level. None of us are going to have the same support system. And none of us is going to come out the same way as we went in. We are different. What I can preach to is how do you make the best out of it? Yes, there are times when you're like, this sucks. Now, I don't even say that now. And I will be truly honest. The only time I was really down and out was when I couldn't get my knee fixed. And I went through surgeries and PTs and pain and pain management and being on medication and icing and PT and another surgery. And I did that for several years. That's, those were the times when pity parties really arose in me and I was frustrated. I was gaining weight. I lost my independence. Um, I was just feeling like this was the end of the world. Uh, I started seeing myself as, is this as good as my life is getting? Like, did I already see my prime? And that was like 41, at 41 years old. And it was debilitating to say the least, mentally, emotionally, and then physically, my body just didn't even look like the body I knew. And all of that then plays again and reiterates in my mental state that this is not how I visualized my life. But once I made the decision to amputate, then I owned it. Now, some of you are going to say, but I didn't choose this path. You're right, you didn't. And that's a tough one. And I can't speak to that one. And I won't because that would be totally unfair. And I wouldn't even know what that looks like or feels like. But I chose it. it would, did I choose it at the beginning when I first injured myself? No. You know, would I do it again? Yes. If I was still stuck in the same spot, I would do the amputation again. Would I go back to Taekwondo and continue my path if I knew that was a possibility? Yes, I would. Because that's just how I am. But this was the journey that was meant for me and I will own it and I will live in it and I will be blessed by it and I will take it as far as I can in helping others get through their predicament. And I know, I'm sorry, I'm kind of all over the board because as I'm speaking, I'm really kind of, I'm talking this through in my mind on what was, what's really going to resonate with you. What I'm getting at is the fact that there are really two basic choices. Do you take the roadblock or the thing that brought you to your knees and you rise up from it and make lemonade, right? Lemons from lemonade. Or do you sit down, pout about it, talk about how life is so unfair and how you always get the shaft, how you always get the bad end of things that it's, of course it's me. It's, and forget that you're a one of a bazillion people on this earth that might be going through something at that moment. And it's probably worse than what you're going through. You know that there's always someone out there going through something worse than you. That's one of the things that keeps me afloat is knowing that I have no right to complain about having lost my leg when I am now up and moving around healthier than I've ever been, happy, support system intact, beautiful family, healthy family. I couldn't ask for more. Would I have wanted to have lost my leg if you asked me 10 years ago? Probably not. But I am very grateful for the opportunity that it has given me and the people it has brought into my life. Now, that is to the friends aspect. I have chosen the path to find happiness in joy 
in my circumstance because I believe that is what will help me help others. So I have a purpose. I've set a purpose for myself, help others. That's what this podcast is for, is to help at least one person a week. I pray that it works. And that's all I ask is, God, if you could just tell me that one person a week is affected positively by what I have to say, that I'm doing what I'm doing for a reason. When we take on challenges with a good front, a strong front, and we rise up to, to the challenge, build our character, chisel our way through, and come out through onto the other side, we exude that aura in the world around us. Don't be mistaken to think that no one sees your grind and how you rose up and you grind it out every day, because they do. They may not tell you, and sometimes we do need to hear it, but you need to know for yourself it's only important what you think. Have you done your best today? Have you smiled? Have you made an impact? And will someone see you better for what you've done and maybe even help them out? Or do you sit back and play the card of, of course I'm the victim. And there is a lot of that going around. And I'm not saying there isn't a time and place to be frustrated by your situation. We all get frustrated when things don't go our way, when, um, God forbid, your insurance company denies something and you have to go through the whole shebang of spending hours on the phone trying to get to the right person to get them to approve this, approve that, get this handled, not kind of, you know, take you for an idiot. And I get that. Those are the worst calls ever. But what comes off of your, your vibe for that day will determine those friends that are there and that stick around. That is not to say that it's all on you. There is a point when that friend or that group of friends or those people in that space and that time were a friend or a group of friends for a reason and a season. And that season may have come to an end. There are friends you have in your life that are amazing servants. They live to help others. So you have people that come into your life when you're down. I had some amazing people come into my life and help me wherever they could in the years that I had all my surgeries and was laid up. The problem is some of those people don't know what to do with you when you don't really need them that way because that's how they feel gratified that they are doing something for someone else. And they're also probably the same people that don't like to ask for help. That would me. That would be me. Um, it, I struggled for one whole year asking for help. And then five years of that, 10 surgeries, I finally was like, yeah, I do. I need help. I need someone to help me get to PT. I can't drive and my husband's out of town. I need someone to help bring a meal because my kids are little and I can't be in the kitchen with my leg the way it is. So yeah. And so you've got to understand there's a fine balance, right? If you can just feel that, it's okay that you have friends that come into your life and then are leaving. It can really hurt, I know. 
but there's two things that are happening there and it's not all you one it could be what you're exuding either a you're already up and moving and you just don't really need them because you have a focused laser focused goal set orientation about you now because of all the times you've spent not being able to do anything now you're ready to do and you want nothing blocking your pathway to the new reborn life of yours and when that happens you're not only pushing people away and you don't realize it they're seeing that they aren't valued the way they were before because they have more to give and they go searching for people that need them that way and that's not a bad thing as long as it, it's not broken off in a hurtful way a rude way um, where you kind of just say I don't need you anymore or they say I'm out of here because you're a loser that's a bad thing right but you know I was I was talking to some people and I'm like you know I think you know with the positivity it could run one of two ways I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if people unfriended me because they were done seeing everything I was doing because once I got up and moving I was so proud of myself I couldn't help but post when I did this or that or this or that and there are people that are per, you know perfectly fine two like people that couldn't do some of the things I was doing and you know maybe they were jealous or they were just sick of listening to it and they unfriended me and that's okay that's that's okay because this is me now and this is where I'm at and if there's no room for me in their life it's okay I get it and there was a time and a place likewise there may be people out there that you know um, just you know they want to be your friend but they don't in they they're not enabling you to be your best self and you have to sit there and go you are poison for me you're you're holding me back and that's a, another discussion for a whole nother topic where you want to make sure that you aren't being surrounded with people holding you back from being your best self living your best life or making you feel guilty for that because that would be that's horrible that's not friendship a friend should be there cheering you on when you are rising up from a hard time they should be there for you when you're at your lowest and not gawking at you and saying see I told you this would happen you know and it's a give and take it's not all about you and it's not all about them so kind of summarizing this if you have friendships that you really counted on and they were tight and close and they are no longer in your life there's one of two things that happen they outgrew you or you outgrew them be careful make sure that it was a mutually beneficial breakup so to speak of your friendship and if you're concerned ask them about it if you feel hurt ask them about it but check yourself too are you a complainer are you negative people don't want to be around negative and there like I said there is a line there where I am yeah, going through amputation this sucks but how are you taking it and are you taking it out on someone that every time they come by all they hear is blah 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 me blah 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 me and you've forgotten that it's also not about just taking from a friendship but giving because that's the other aspect of it that sometimes we forget and I will tell you 
that for my first year of being an amputee, it was all about me. And yeah, I'm not excited to say that, but I'm glad I realized it. And I'm glad that my family saw that, that I needed that because I spent five years of suffering and in pain and hating my life because of everything I was going through and no answers to my medical condition, that I had a a million goals set for the first 365 days of becoming an amputee. And all of a sudden, the year was up, I achieved every goal that I set forth. I truly did. Every goal I set, I achieved. And then I sat back and went, well, now what? And that's when I realized that there were people that had been by my side all through this that I hadn't given the time of day for. And it was time to start reflecting my love for them back at them. And I'm very, very grateful if any of my friends and my family are listening, you were the ones that were there for me through all that pain and suffering. You were there cheering me on as I approached the amputation table And for a year after, you dealt with all of my antics, all my goofiness, all of my humor, all of my goals. You cheered me on and let me have that moment. And I'm back. And I've spent the last three years trying to give, figuring out how I can help others, how I can get outside myself to do something for someone else, because I am so grateful for the life that I've been able to to lead. And that was because I had great friends that stuck by my side and friends from a long time ago that came out of the woodwork to cheer me on, to help me fundraise for St. Jude and Romp and um, Mission 22, all the things that I just decided I'm doing. I had so many people cheering me on. I had such a sideline of cheerleaders and I will spend the rest of my life giving back to those people that gave everything up of their own identity to be there for me. And so when I say these things about friendships and going through trials, I mean it. Take a look in the mirror. The person looking back at you, who is it? Is it the true you or is it the you going through a hard time? If it's the you going through a hard time, how are you treating the people around you that love you and cared for you in these hard times? Because a lot of the people I'm seeing It's not like a one and done. Now, some of you, yeah, some of you may have been in an accident and you lost your limb and you are very frustrated right now. That's totally understandable. But for those of you that have gone through a journey similar to mine with medical thing after medical thing after medical thing after medical thing to amputation, who's been by your side and have you dumped on them? Or have you been that friend that has been willing to set aside your moments just to say, how are you doing? What can I do for you? I know I can't do much, but what can I do for you? And I will guarantee that that reflection will come back to you. What we give, we receive, right? If I respect you, I get respect back. And if I don't, then then that's a tie, I, a, a line I sever. I don't, I don't keep that around. If I love on you and sacrifice for you, are you sacrificing for me? Are you loving me? And if not, cut that tie. So you need to see how it's been going to see if what you are saying and doing and acting is the reflection on the friend that's staying or the friend that's leaving. 
And it may be all them. Maybe they just can't handle your greatness. And that's a problem. And you know, you want people that are going to stand by you in your good times and your bad, but especially the good times, because, you know, you've got to be able to reciprocate those. And we know that there are always some good friends that will stick by you because there are people that just love helping. And we know that there's people there for that. So in short, look at yourself, because I think first and foremost, it's what's in our heart and how are we handling our daily living, our crisis moments, and our situations to our outside world, to our supporters, to our friends, to our people that we love, the people we connect with, the people we work with. And if we are doing the due diligence to keep that relationship going, then you shouldn't have a problem with friends. And then it reciprocates or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, then it's not on you anymore. Okay. And it's okay to cut those ties. Not everybody is meant to be in your life forever. And even those people that come in like through like for our kids schooling, those ladies are going to always hold a big piece of my heart. All those football moms, all those baseball moms, those memories, those moments, no one else shares that with me but those people. And they always will have a special place in my heart. And if I ever call them up or text them or email them or they do that to me, it's like we've never lost pace. And we also understand that we're all moving through life at different places and paces. And they were there and strongholds through those journeys that we went through in those years. Now, my friendship group is different. I have a lot of friends that are amputees, a lot of people that are struggling with things, people at the YMCA by us. Just, it's a different group of people. I know more amputees now than I ever did four years ago. I didn't know one. And now I, that's like almost all I know, you know, besides my family. So, you know, you hear the thing, friends come into your life for reasons and seasons. And when that season's over, it's okay to move forward as long as you don't feel like something hurtful has been done to you or you didn't end that, that relationship hurtfully. You know, be a good person. That First and foremost, just be a good person. And if they can't be a good person, then it's okay to move on and let that go because there is a door opening somewhere else where that one shuts. And you know what? We only have room for so much in our life. And when you're going through something tragic and life-changing like an amputation, you know what? You, you've got to make time for your own healing. And I'm not talking about just the physical healing. I'm talking about up here and engaging what's going on with your body now and in your heart. Because for some of us, we have to live with the fact that we had to make that choice. Or for some of us, we have to forgive and move on because someone stole that part of our life of us, from us. So, and that forgiveness is a whole nother thing too. I would say for call to action today, and this is a big one, this is not to be taken lightly, but a call to action to you today is take stock in your friends. This is the time. Don't wait till you're done healing or your prosthetic is in, or you're finally walking better so you can meet up with friends. Now, now is the time to reach out. Think about the friends in your life. Who is there supporting you through all the issues? Who is still with you now that you're healing? Reach out to them. Find out how they're doing. You might be shocked 
that they're sitting there going, you're thinking of me while you're going through that. That is liberating being in that end of it where you're going through. I mean, everybody I said, well, you know, I did this to my, I broke my hand was nothing like what you went through. And I'm like, you know what? I don't make my amputation a big deal. It's not a disability to me. I, I do everything I've always done. And I'm doing more than I ever did in the last five years of my life or the, that five years. And so when people say that, I'm like, no, I'm not thinking of myself because I'm over that. You know, I had plenty of time to woe is me through all the injuries. I'm thinking of you now because you're important to me. And I want to thank you for always being there for me. Write them a note, text them, email them, call them, find out what's going on in their life. If they are important to you, don't wait till they're out of your life to realize how much you miss them. So take stock in your friends. Who has been by your side and who, what relationships do you need to nurture? And do it. Start nurturing them. And for those people that have uh, poo-pooed you and left you for dead, um, those are the ones maybe you need to either, if you're a person that needs to resolve something and then let go, do it. Or if they've cut ties, don't dwell on it. No one needs that in their life. No one needs to have something that's weighing on their shoulders. If you're stressed out about something you may have done, then then connect with them and end it well for you. But if they're done, they've put their hands up, they've stopped talking, they, they're not responding, they're not calling you back, they're not, they never have time for a coffee date with you anymore, whatever it may be, then maybe it's time for you just to let it go. Because I'm guaranteeing that God has a bigger plan for you And he is opening the doors to something bigger and better that's going to serve you better where you can serve others better. So list up those friends and and get, get on it. Start talking to them. Reach out to them. Don't wait. There is no reason for you to wait till Monday to, to talk to a friend or till this happens or that happens. By then it might be too late and they may have given up on you because you didn't show any interest in their life. And I can tell you right now that they're going through things as well and wondering if you're going to be there for them because you may be the only thing they've got. And that's why they were always there for you because they wanted to make sure that that relationship was healthy. Until next week, I hope your friendships are wonderful. I hope you know how to nurture them. I hope that Your friends reciprocate it back to you. Spread that love. Spread some happiness. Even in the midst of your own pain or suffering, you can still reach out and make sure that you're you're keeping relationships healthy. Because you need it, they need it. And until next time, again, as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.